Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Welcome to the Saturday show, my favorite day of the week. It wasn't always. Saturday was not always my favorite day of the week. But it's become that the last 12 years doing this show, no doubt. And each Saturday, I try to figure out different ways to get to you reality. Now, that's a task because we've done a great job on both sides of the fence, alternative and conventional medicine, to dissuade you from understanding reality. And there's no better subject about this than cancer, something you all know I've been harping on the last month or so and will continue to till I think I'm done with it. But, you know, I shouldn't have to say cancer. I should have to say health because that's the solution. The solution to cancer is health. The solution to disease is health. Don't focus on cancer or disease. Focus on health. Great. But when you watch people work with that, well, then you see how how shallow that understanding actually is. So let's see if we can get you a little bit closer today. Uh, But I have to interrupt this program with a news bulletin. It was freezing in the water this morning. Uh, Does anybody know why? I sure don't. The lifeguard didn't know. The temperature in the water must have dropped about five degrees. So it had to be in the mid, I'd say anywhere from 56 to 58 degrees. And that was pretty sensational. Of course, there was no one in the water, but what else is new? I think if it's under 70, people think it's cold. That is sad. But that's not my point. Just wanted to drop that one in in case you're interested. I have an ocean practice, which I invite all of you to join me in. The older, the better. But, you know, it's that same thing again. Am I getting my point across? Do you understand to the point where you'll do something? Will you do something about breast cancer and prostate cancer? Those are two cancers, here's the claim today, you should never get. We should have no breast cancer and no prostate cancer. Or close to nothing. And yet, in the female category, breast is number one. In the male category, breast is, in the male category, prostate is number one. So obviously, even though you should never get it, lots of people do unnecessarily. And I think the answer is simple. I think the solution is simple. But any of you familiar with Occam's razor? You know, the simple explanation is usually the one that's most correct. Well, there's no better discussion as it applies to Occam's razor than the solution to breast and prostate cancer is simple. And what's simple, I've tried to lay down, and I'm doing so in my seminars. By the way, July 17th, I am doing a Zoom, so if... 
you know, I post this show to the website. If you're listening in Botswana or Papua New Guinea or Siberia, you can come to the Zoom. If you're out of state, you can come to the Zoom. It's on July 17th, Sunday at 12 o'clock. I'm going to go from 12 to 6. At the end of it, you'll be able to access it for about three months. You can stream it as many times as you want to understand it because six hours is a lot of information. And then I'm probably going to do an extra two-hour seminar for questions and answers after people a few weeks later have digested everything. So put that date on your calendar. It's on cancer prevention. I've been prepping it for the last four to five weeks to give you something to work with so you can understand these concepts because they're concepts. They're not checklists. I don't give you checklists. I give you concepts. With concepts, you have to go deep with them not just add them to your list of data. And the difference between the two is the difference between life and death. I kid you not. So again, that's July 17th. That's a Sunday, 12 to 6. That's a live Zoom. It's $150. So it's not cheap, but it's not that expensive. And it's well worth it, beyond well worth it. You'll be able to stream it. For a good three months, as many times as you want, you can't download it. Good luck recording it, but you can definitely stream it again and again and again. On top of which, within two to three weeks after that, I'm going to do a question and answer discussion, two, three hour live Zoom again with all the people that attended the first one so they can formulate questions, study a little bit. And get a little bit deeper. And what you'll come up with is why, and an under, a deeper understanding of why no one should get breast and prostate cancer. Now, what do I mean that's so darn simple? Ladies, let me start with you. Just use your imagination. If you were to take your breasts when you were 16 years old, before you had kids, before you were older, before your anterior, anterior head carriage started, your drooping shoulders, before life got complicated, the carefree days, not before puberty, just after puberty, so we, you were already you in terms of a fully formed woman physiologically. And you took your hands or somebody that you consented to, took their hands, and really pressed deep, massaged deep into your breasts, what would they feel like? And what many of you would remember, if you do, is that when you were 16 and 15 and 14 and 17, the texture of those breasts was very, very homogenous. They weren't fibrous, matty. I did not say fibrocystic. I did not say marbles. They were without cysts. They were without marbles. But more than anything, there was no fibrousness to them. The breasts were not dense. 
it's the difference between taking okay a piece of how what would the analogy be if i took a big clump of cotton candy and i took the cotton candy as breast tissue and i put little pieces of hard fudge in there like little round balls of hard fudge inside a big circular blob of cotton candy. I'm talking about the days when there was no little balls in that cotton candy. I'm talking about when that cotton candy hadn't gotten hard. I'm talking about when that cotton candy had a collagenous, fibrous texture to it, but it was very fresh and smooth in your body. I'm talking about smooth and silky, not fibrous, not lumpy, not cystic, not hard, not painful. I'm talking about when underneath your arms, armpits, lie on your back, put your arms over your head and probe into that axillary area. I'm talking about when it wasn't painful. I'm talking about when it had that same homogenous consistency. By the time someone gets breast cancer, the difference in the texture of that area from when I described you at 16 to the texture in that area along the way to the diagnosis of breast cancer, that texture has changed drastically. And as it changes drastically, it's increasingly giving you a message that the spaces in between your glandular cells, the cells along the ducts, or the cells in between the glands, there's two types of cells. There's ductal carcinoma, and then there's glandular. And when it's smooth as compared to when it starts getting more fibrous. When it's smooth, it's telling you that the space in between the ductal cells, it's telling you that the space in between the glandular cells, it's telling you that those spaces are clean. Those spaces are called the extracellular matrix. Now, I, two shows ago, put an article on that basically talked about the extracellular matrix, the space in between, in this case, the ductal cells of the breast. The breast has little canals, ducts. They become the milk ducts. And those canals are lined with cells epithelial cells and those spaces in between the epithelial cells are called the extracellular space now the breast also has glands it's where the estrogen binds and those glands are also cells and those cells have spaces in between them different than the spaces between the ductal cells but it's the same concept the outside of the cell the extracellular space I put an article, go back two shows, show 577, that talked about that extracellular space. Okay. 
that extracellular space, if you have a cancer cell or a tumor inside some form of an organism, an animal, a person, and you take that tumor out and you put it in another animal whose extracellular space is clean, meaning whose breast is nice and smooth and silky, meaning if we got, went out and found some 60, 70, 80-year-old female with breast cancer and we took some of that tumor and we transplanted it into a 16-year-old girl with smooth and silky breasts, if we had one, harder to find every day, but if we had one, and we could find one, but we took that cancer from the older woman and we injected it into the breast tissue of the 16-year-old smooth and silky breasted woman, guess what? The 16-year-old's body would eat the cancer faster than Jackie Robinson stole second. Did you get that? That's what that article, show 577, is about. And that is riveting in its implication because what it means is you just can't have cancer and a tumor that grows unless the space around those cancerous cells, unless that space is also cooperating in the evolution of the cancer. That's what that experiment, show 577, actually implies. And there's other experiments that have been done like that. Why isn't Dr. Fauci talking about that? Why isn't Kaiser Permanente talking about that? Why aren't your cancer prevention seminars talking about that? Well, there's a guy that wrote the extracellular matrix, basis for a holistic medicine. His name was Pissinger. P.S. Look it up. I put it on my show so many times in 11 years. I'm sick of saying it. P.S. You know, why does the guy's name have to be Pissinger? Extra. And this gentleman years ago wrote this book. And its purpose was to basically say what I just said. But since his book, there have been so many experiments done like this. Thus, what I put on the, the website, Show 577. And my point is, if you take this in to yourself... And understand what its implication is. The implication is that if you took the 16-year-old and made sure the 16-year-old's breasts stayed the same way, that 16-year-old would be very unlikely to have, have a cancerous day. In fact, if you took a 60-year-old that didn't have cancer, that was concerned about preventing cancer, and you took those breasts and you turned them back into 16-year-old breasts, meaning got rid of the cysts, the marbles, the fibrousness, the mattiness. That individual would not get cancer because the extracellular 
breast tissue, the matrix, the space in between those cells, would not cooperate with an ensuing cancerous site. Now, you have to take that into yourself. That is a huge, huge, huge statement. Now, what does it mean? Well, it implies a couple of things. Number one, you'd have to be seasoned enough and educated enough to actually be able to determine that on your own. You'd have to be able to touch a breast, which means you would have to have palpatory skills, which means you would have to have enough experience at touching your own body or a partner's body so that over time your hands would get sensitive enough through some sort of learning forum, through some sort of health practice, it would mean you'd have to get to know your body. Know your body well enough to actually know that there was a fibrousness ensuing within your breast tissue and that fibrousness would ring a bell. It would tell you something that would be alarming. It would tell you something that would cause you to start to take prompt action. We'll discuss that in a moment. So you'd have to have a sensory ability. Without that sensory ability, you'd be lost. Could that possibly mean that to stay healthy, you would have to have an education in the sensory department, meaning you would have to learn to feel things? Could it be that there's something about your tactile skills that could just might have something to do with maintaining your health? What a concept foreign concept to your scientists, foreign concept to your medical doctors, foreign concept to most of the public. You're waiting for the machine, like the mammogram. A lot of good mammograms, too. People get them. Breast cancer is the number one cancer for females. So what good are they? Sure, they prevent a lot. I really wonder about that. I can tell you if you inquire as to the stats, mammograms aren't what find breast cancers. Unfortunately, it's lumps in the breast that find breast cancers. So what are we really up to then? We're up to a dependence upon a technology we don't have yet. We're up to a dependence on lab work, blood markers, so on and so forth, we haven't developed yet. And of course, since war was declared on cancer in the 70s, we've had a good, what, 50 years, trillions of dollars, could it be that we're barking up the wrong tree? Could it be that while you're waiting for your lab test and your mammogram and your 3D mammogram and your 9D mammogram, I'm sure, while you're waiting for all technologies to determine and to find cancer long before cancer ever begins to seed your body, there were better ways, more efficient ways, easier ways, less costly ways, but in a different paradigm. Could it be that the reason Watson, and I put that show on for your tastes, Watson, James Watson, DNA guy, Charlie Rose interview, when asked by Charlie Rose what to Watson what his greatest sort of disappointment was, and Watson 
shakes his jowls, looks up, he's in his mid-80s, and says to Charlie Rose that we haven't done anything with cancer. Could it be possibly that we're barking up the wrong tree? Read the book, The Extracellular Matrix, a basis, the basis for biological medicine by Pissinger. Read the book. I've put it on my, my, my shows here at least 15,000 times. I mean, I'm tired of saying it. Then there's the article, show 577. It wasn't just Pissinger that figured this out. We're doing these experiments all the time. Okay, fine. So what do you do for the breast? What do you do for the breast to turn it back into breast tissue that you can write home to mom about? I'm going to give you the easy answer. You get healthy. Now, you don't like that answer. Oh, yeah, you know how to get healthy. Give me the checklist. Tell me what to do. I'll get healthy. You're not getting my point. My point is all the things you do correctly. First, you have to do them. Then you have to do them correctly. You have to do them not as a checklist. You have to do them as an art form, which requires inquiry and evolution. And all the things you do, if you're doing them correctly over time, will create a change in your entire body. And the breast is part of your entire body. Now, as far as cancer is beginning to form and lodge in breast tissue, as you're doing and making these changes in your body, first you have to comply, then you have to do it, then you have to know how to palpate it. You will see as you're sleeping better, as you're cleansing more, as your emotional body, as your structural body works itself out, as you fix your teeth. The list is endless. Who cares? The point's not the list. Stop looking for the list. Please stop looking for these stupid lists. And stop listening to radio shows that just give you another thing to do. Do you understand? You're sowing the seeds to your destruction by thinking that health is a checklist. It's not a checklist. It's a concept that you have to evolve. And you have to begin to use your senses to measure efficacy. What sense am I talking about here? I'm talking about your palpatory sense in this case. I could be talking about sight. I could be talking about smell. I could be talking about taste. I could be talking about any one of the senses you're aware of and any one of the senses that develop that you're not aware of. I'm asking you to understand conceptually and deeper than conceptually in your soul, the pith of your marrow. I'm asking you to understand that what you've been lied to about is that biochemistry and equations and formulas and lab assays And CT scans are really the only way we're going to be able to perceive reality. I'm asking you to understand that once you reject that idiotic notion, you enter into the realm of things that are more subtle. And I'm asking you to accept that once you enter into the realm of things that are more subtle, you enter into the realm of lots of people in those subtle ethers are out of their mind. They're nuts. So you have a lot of bozos running around with pendulums telling you whether or not you have breast cancer. As one example, to which, of course, someone that lives by pendulums will have a real problem with what I said, 
and I don't care. Sorry, I am arrogant in many respects. So get it straight. I'm asking you to take into yourself concepts that require you bringing your cellular intelligence, the soul, to the truth. And I'm asking you to understand that if you cultivate that, you'll get closer and closer to respecting the fact that you have to be able to, as you cleanse and get healthy, dig into your breasts and say, gee, they're getting softer. The tissues are getting looser. My God, the cysts are gone. My God, it's not as fibrous as it was. My God, it's starting to feel like when I was 16 years old. And if you can't do that, pay somebody to help you learn that. Unfortunately, I can't recommend your oncologist or your OBGYN. Their palpatory skills are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Because they haven't been trained. Because it's back to what I said. We have faith in tests. And we have faith in pictures. And all sorts of radiological evidences. And we're barking up the wrong tree. Which is why we're no closer to helping breast cancer, honestly, than we were 50 years ago. And that's why Watson was so upset. Unfortunately, I did not get to prostate. I think I'll do that next week. In the meantime, if this show has whet your appetite, I guarantee you six hours recorded so you can stream it time and time again and then a two week uh, uh, a two hour to three hour discussion after you digest it two to three weeks later is worth 150 bucks be smart i've got two people at the phones talk to you see you next week okay that's a wrap don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week.